If you wanna figure out why you keep hiring the wrong salespeople and exactly how to fix that problem, then this video is for you. Let's go. Hey guys, it's Ryan Holman, founder of Sales Recruiting University, back with another weekly video. SRU recruits over 15,000 commission-based sales reps every single year and growing. And we come to you on this channel every single week with unique information that's coming up for our clients. And in this video, we're gonna talk about the simple reason why you keep hiring the wrong people and how to fix that. So foundationally, this issue is a volume issue. Let me go through some numbers with you. This is the average organization that's looking to hire a commission-based salesperson, what they need to do from a number standpoint. First, to get one person to show up into onboarding, fully signed up ready to rock and roll. And by the way, that doesn't mean that they're going to actually stick and produce and be with the organization long term. But just to get one person into onboarding, on average, it takes 50 applicants. Now out of those 50 people, 40% or 20 applicants out of the 50, they look worth pitching. And what I mean by pitching is I'm speaking in terms of like commission based sales opportunities. So as an example, if you're a commission based door to door sales organization, and you're hiring reps on a 1099 or W2 commission basis, and they're self generating and setting and closing their own leads, most people are not actively looking for opportunities like that. And therefore, you need to pitch them into the opportunity, get them excited about your industry, why it's unique from a sales career perspective, your company's story, plans for growth in the future, the comp model, the income potential, the advancement opportunities. All of that needs to be done if you compare it to the traditional recruiting process in a phone interview, which is not our model. And I'll talk about that in a second. But we have 50 applicants, 40% of those people or 20 of those people look worth connecting with on a phone interview. That probably needs to be at least 15 minutes to go through the whole pitch appropriately to get them excited enough about a one-on-one -on -one interview, right? 15 minutes times 20, that's four hours right there. So just from the 50 applicants alone in the phone interviews to get one higher, we're already at five hours in the upfront part of the recruiting process. Now, 20 of those phone interviews, probably half of them are gonna be you know, interested in the opportunity and people that you wanna schedule into a one-on-one -on -one interview with, maybe the next day. As a side note, you wanna collapse your timeline just like in a sales process because the further that you push out your one-on-ones, the higher your no-show rate will be. But let's say we have 20 people on phone interviews, 10 of those are interested in taking next steps. We schedule them for the following day or within the next 48 hours for one-on-one -on -one interviews. Roughly 50% of those people are going to show up. Right? If I had 30 to 60 minutes on my calendar for all 10 of those phone interviews, that means there's an additional five to 10 hours on my calendar just for these one-on-ones. And then I finally get down to the one-on-ones and on average, two of those people are going to say, yes, I want the job. And one of them are actually going to show up into onboarding. And so I started at 50 applicants. I did 20 phone interviews. I invited half of those, 10 of those people into one-on-ones. Half of them showed up and two out of those five people said, yes, I want to rock and roll. Let's start on Monday. And one of them actually show up. And all of a sudden, I'm 10, 12, 15 hours in deep just to get one person to show up into onboarding. And the reason the volume thing is an issue potentially for you is because that full process, just to get one person into onboarding, it's a big time investment. It's painful. It's annoying with the no-shows and all that. And on top of that, it's really likely that this person doesn't even work out. You don't know until they're out in the field or crushing the phones or whatever the job is. And so the thing is, is instead of onboarding one person, maybe you need to onboard three four, five to get one to stick and up to quota. And because there's so much time investment into your recruiting process, and because you probably need to hire three, four, five people to get one to stick, you just don't put the time into it, which means the volume is not going through and you're not hitting your goals. Or you're taking your small volume of applicants instead of that 50 and getting one, you're trying to get one out of 10 and you're just kind of hiring anybody that you can and therefore your recruits really suck. And so to wrap up this initial part of the video, if I need to hire you know five people to get one to stick and I know my numbers really well in a commission-based sales opportunity, 
opportunity. And on average, it takes 50 applicants to get one hire into onboarding. Well, that means to get five people, I need to go through 250 applicants, which is a ton of screening. It's a ton of phone interviews. It's a ton of no-shows into one-on-ones. And because that process is so annoying and so painful, you just simply never do it. You never hit the volume numbers that you need and therefore you don't predictably scale your organization. Now to fix this issue around volume, it's really simple. It's just changing your recruiting process to scratching these deep phone interviews, scheduling one-on-ones and dealing with all these no-shows in this big time investment to transitioning to group interviews. And that looks like advertisements in the markets that you're hiring in, unless it's remote, you're hiring anywhere. So advertisements, candidates come in, you pump all the people that look worth pitching. You know, typically you'd get on the phone interview with them. You pump those people into a group presentation. You show up to your group interview. This should be 20 to 30 minutes at the max. You're pitching the industry, why it's unique from a sales career perspective, your culture, your company story, the plans for growth in the future, the income model, the different sales roles, the income ranges, advancement opportunities, what it really looks like to ramp up into the position. And in that group interview, they're getting a full understanding of the role and they're either interested or not. And you just funnel them into one-on-ones literally right after the group presentation. And therefore your show up rates are extremely high and you're not dealing with all these no-shows. And what this does is it takes that average 10 to 15 hours that gets you one recruit started and signed up into Monday or whenever orientation is. And within a five-hour period with the group interview model, you can get two to three people into onboarding. And so you drop your time investment by 60, 70, 80% and increase your recruiting numbers by two to three X. And that's how you solve the volume issue. So once you solve the volume thing, then it's better understanding who you actually hire. If you understand who you need to hire, that's gonna help you from obviously not hiring the wrong people. But you do need to have your expectations aligned. The reality is you're not gonna have 100% retention rates. Let's say you have an entry-level role and it takes two weeks to ramp up and to make money in your commission-based setter position compared to maybe a B2B role that has a long sales cycle and the average rep can't make money for 60 to 90 days. Well, those two roles are both gonna have attrition. The longer sales cycle where it's harder to make money is going to have more attrition because it's harder to make money, which means less reps are going to make it through the ramp up period. But regardless of the opportunity, you should expect some attrition within your program, although the goal should be to increase your retention rates over time. So assuming you have the volume piece fixed, the next thing that you need to understand is your role. You need to clearly define the responsibilities in your sales role. Maybe you have a setter position and that's it. Or maybe you have a setter position, a self-gen sales role, and a closer role, and you have three different roles within your opportunity. Well, all of those roles need to be clearly defined. Once they're defined, you can better understand the skill set requirements necessary to succeed in the position. Now to backtrack a little bit, in a commission-based sales opportunity, when you think through the skill sets for your roles, you got to be kind of aware of the marketplace. So as an example, if I have a door-to-door, direct-to-consumer sales opportunity, it's all commission, there's no training pay, there's no leads, and I'm persuading reps in our sales recruiting process to self-generate, set, and close their own leads in a commission-based sales environment, well, I can't be so crazy strict that I opt out everybody of the opportunity. So as an example, if I'm like, you need to have 10 years of door-to-door sales experience and you need to be in the solar industry and have A, B, and C, well, I'm naturally going to opt out too many people. And most likely with the opportunity that I have, I don't have the leverage to be that picky in the hiring process. So you want to think about the bare minimum skill sets necessary for each one of your positions needed to see success in the role. The next thing that you need to understand is your mission, vision, and specifically the values within your organization. The values are kind of the people that you are every single day as you act out working towards your company vision. When you understand your values, when you understand the bare minimum skill sets necessary to see success in the position, then you can understand those two things, create questions around it in your one-on-one interview process and make a judgment on the candidate's answers with the intention to see, hey, do they have the bare minimum skill sets? Do they align with our values? If they do, then they have a higher chance of success than just a random person joining our organization. And that's it. We want to get the volume piece dialed so we're pumping more people through our recruiting process. We want to clearly define the skill sets necessary
criteria for success, clearly define our values within the organization, have questions in our one-on-one -on -one interview process, post-group interview around our values, around our skill sets, and then make a judgment on that candidate. And if you're really clear and objective in that process, then this will naturally increase your retention rates and that pain around hiring the wrong people constantly won't be as bad. Now for kind of a cherry on top, if you have the time to do this, you can create a candidate scorecard around your values and your skill sets. A candidate scorecard is, you know, obviously first getting clear around the skill sets, getting clear around the values and having kind of like a 10 point rating system. And so for skill sets, you rate it from one to five. For values, you rate it one to five. And then you clearly define your questions so you can get that clarity from the candidate in the one-on-one -on -one interview. And based on how they answer those questions, you can number one to five on how well they answered them. So you can judge them on a one to five basis on their skill sets, on their values, and then you can total that, look at all the candidates that you've done a one-on-one -on -one interview with and make a judgment that's more objective based on your numbers. So instead of, hey, I really like this gal or this guy, you're making it based on the numbers. So John, Sally, and Ryan have you know nine, eight, and six, and I only wanna hire one person, I'm gonna hire the person that hit a nine on our skill set and our value judgment score. So hopefully that made sense. Hopefully you got value from this video today. If you did, subscribe, share, like, drop a comment, and we'll look forward to next week's video. Thank you.